I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Mon speaking. A program here called The Mariner's Call. What a wonderful opportunity that God has given me, an old converted commercial fisherman, to be in so many homes at this time. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, our thought for this time will come from, uh, well, the entire chapter, 2 Timothy chapter 1. And I wish I had time to do the entire chapter. But we'll be picking out some things here. Uh, Here in this first chapter, the writer here reminds young Timothy of his pastoral calling. Timothy is a young man, of course, facing problems in a local church situation. Exactly where he's at, we don't know for sure, but probably, according to 1 Timothy chapter 1, he was left in charge of the church there at Ephesus. Uh, The writer here is in Rome, and he's a prisoner. It's about 67 AD. Uh, He's in danger of his life. Of course, he's ready for martyrdom. Uh, This is the last epistle that he writes. This is the last product of his pen. 2 Timothy chapter 1. If we ever can be of help to you, please, we're close to where you are if you have a computer. And uh, F-O-M-M, just F-O-M-M and that period dot O-R-G will bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. If you'd like to write to us, the station will be glad to give you uh, an address. Some of the stations, actually, we leave a minute uh, a soul here left on the program. Sometimes they give an address whereby you could correspond with us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. However we can help, please uh, let us hear from you. Thanks you for being my friend, uh, by the way. Second, Second Timothy chapter 1. Let's see if we can take. And there are, there are a number of things here, and I only have time for about four or five of these. There are four or five things that the writer uses to encourage young Timothy. Do you not need encouragement? Oh, I need that all the time. Every once in a while, I need my, <laughs> I, I need somebody to put the, put the whipping on my hide. Yes, as far as the preaching of the Word of God and teaching, and even my personal regular Bible study, I find that I get skinned every once in a while. You know, uh, we think about uh, sheep. The Lord likens his people unto sheep. You know, you can shear a sheep every once in a while, but he always has to have food. And so the food is of encouragement. So let's see if I can present something this time. Not only was presented to young Timothy for encouragement, but that this might encourage you also. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. Wish I had time to read all four verses, but I'll at least get down to verse 3. The writer says this, what kind of encouragement does he give to this young man? I thank God whom I serve for my forefathers, with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Wow! What is he saying here? He said, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. He reminds 
uh, this young man, he said, hey, you got a praying friend. Praying night and day. If you were part of Paul's ministry, you got prayer. You see this in Romans chapter 1, he talked about prayer. Ephesians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 4, he talks about how he prays for those who he is working with. Prayer, I guess one of the most valuable things that could be given to any ministry, to any young man. Timothy, yes, sir. Timothy, I'm reminding you. Timothy, you be encouraged. Why, sir? You have a praying friend. I literally, this is true of this ministry here, we literally have hundreds of people around the world praying for this ministry. Sometimes we see great things happen, and I say, wow, you know, I'm getting better at this. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. It wasn't I'm getting better at anything. And we see people saved. We see people grounded in the faith. See, young people called to preach, an opportunity to be able to train some of these young men. I've been in some of the churches of the young men that's been called <laughs> the ministry here, and how exciting it is, you know. And sometimes I get to thinking, you know, Wayne Munn, oh, no. It's not Wayne Munn. Oh, it's the Savior. And the reason things are happening is because people are beseeching the Savior for us. Timothy, you be encouraged. You have a praying friend. Timothy, something else. You listening to me? Yes, sir, uh, Mr. Paul. Uh, you not only have a praying friend, but according to verse 6, all right, let me read it. Therefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. He said, what? He said, some gift. He has a gift. Yes, he not only has a praying friend, but he has a special gift. And this gift, according to verse 14, come came from the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. We think of the Holy Spirit's power. So this special ability that he has, it has come from God. Now, I'm not sure what it is. And in fact, it's not recorded in the epistles here. Exactly this special thing that we have uh, spoken of of young Timothy here. Maybe it was just he had a special love for people. Maybe it's because he had a special ability to study. Maybe he was smart. We think about him being intelligent. Maybe he had special abilities to teach. Maybe he was just a good expositor, you know. Whatever it was, he said, you've got a special gift. Timothy, don't you forget this. You listening? Yes, sir. You have a special gift. And he said, what you need to do is continually stir up this gift. Why would he say that? Stir up this gift? Why would you stir something up? Something has settled to the bottom. You understand? When I was fishing many, many years ago, and to think about the fishing industry, sometimes in the wintertime, what we had to do is do special things to the vessel that I worked on, especially we think about making it. My father was sort of, uh, we went to the extremes and making it look pretty. You know, how do you make an old fishing vessel look pretty? But uh, you can, and uh, we did. Uh, so what I had to do was take uh, buckets of paint, and as far as this paint is concerned, uh, sometimes we would buy it. Uh, sometimes we would have some extra left over. And before I put my paintbrush into the paint, are, are you listening to me? Before I put the paintbrush in the paint, my father would say something like this. He said, he said, stir it up. All right. Yes, sir. Stir it up. You said, why? Something had settled to the bottom there. So we think about this life. How, how do I present this? You know, we have a lot of things that bother us in life. 
You know what I'm talking about. We have a lot of trouble. We have lots of things that happen to us in life. Uh, sickness, uh, all kinds of problems. You know, we think about family problems, financial problems. What do these things do? It sort of takes the things of God and it, they sort of settle to the bottom. And what we have to do from time to time is ask the Lord. I said, Lord, please stir up my life. Stir up this special gift. And he tells young Timothy, he said, you've got a good gift. He said, you keep that thing stirred up. Not only that, but he said this. He said in verse 9, this is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. He not only had a special friend, as far as a praying friend, and a special gift, but he had in verse 9, he said, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling. Now, what's that? All right. The call of God was upon young Timothy. Now, I, I would say this to anyone that listens today. If you belong to Jesus Christ, you have some kind of calling. That may not be like the calling that Timothy had. You know, it may not be a calling to some full-time service, you know. But you have a special calling. And the abilities that God gives you will help you to fulfill this calling. Have you responded to this calling? He said, Timothy. He said, you've got a holy calling. Don't you ever forget that. You've got a special praying friend. And you got you got a special gift, but you've got a holy calling. You know, a lot of things call us in life, does it not? We have our responsibilities. We have our responsibilities to our family, and that calls to us quite often. Uh, we have a calling sometimes as far as, you know, our responsibility to the country that we live in. We think about the calling to taxes and things that help provide for the needs and calls the country to be able to take and uh, uh, be successful in the sense of uh, we think about uh, paying uh, for its bills and uh, we think about the condition of the economy and so forth. A lot of things that a lot of things call us, but oh, God's calling. Let's not forget that. Have you responded? To God's call, how about uh, how about old Jonah? Did he respond? <laughs> no, Jonah was a great man, a great evangelist. I think one of the greatest. And uh, don't do him wrong by criticizing him. But I tell you what, the call of God came to him one time, and he turned. He went the other direction. Timothy, you got a holy calling. Not only that, as we get almost to the end here in verse. Ah, well, it's all the way down to verse 12, 13, and fourteen. I especially like verse twelve. He said. I'm persuaded, he said, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. What? He said, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And that's, of course, the Savior. And I'm persuaded that he, the Savior, is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. What is he saying? He said, listen, Timothy, you do have a praying friend. And you've got a special gift. And you've got a holy calling. But don't you ever forget, you have a faithful Savior. He is able to keep that which I've committed. God is in the keeping business, my friend. It is God that keeps us by the way. And I am persuaded, he said in Romans chapter 8, that nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Nothing at all. And he said, he said, he is able to keep that which I have committed. He said, Timothy, you've got a faithful Savior. You know, this writer here had people who were unfaithful to him. He had followers that forsook him. And failed him. In fact, you have even in the context of the passage right here, you have two of them mentioned in verse 15. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15, it mentions two names. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, 17, and 18, it mentions others that just, that just forsook him. Oh, but not the Savior. 
I have a Savior that is faithful. My friend, I don't know what kind of difficulty you're going through. Honestly, and many people have problems that if these problems were to come my way, it would completely cripple me, you know. And yet the sustaining grace of God goes to all. I'm saying you have a faithful Savior. No matter what the situation is, it's going to be over soon. Oh, our Savior is coming. As far as this faithful Savior is concerned, oh, uh, as if you're his child, my friend, he commit the thing to the Lord. Commit it to him. Uh, things that you go through, commit these things to him. Trust the faithfulness of the Savior, my friend, to get you through the other side. Great encouragement as far as problems that this young man was having in the in a local church. He said, don't you forget, young Timothy, you've got a praying friend. Are you listening? Yes, I've got a praying friend. And he reminded Timothy how he was praying for him night and day. And he said, Timothy, listen you got a special gift. God has given you some special abilities. There's people praying for you, my friend. You have some abilities, perhaps some abilities, that only very few people have. And as far as these abilities are concerned, God's going to give you a call to use them in the service of the Lord. And then as far as faithfulness is concerned, I'm not faithful. People are not faithful. I would not be faithful for you or to you. I would soon disappoint you as a person, but our Savior never will. I have a faithful Savior. You be encouraged by that. A Savior that's always faithful. And he said this. He said, I am persuaded that he's able to keep which I have committed unto him against that day. I am persuaded. I have a faithful Savior. You be encouraged, my dear friend. Until next week, the same time, Fisher Mund, saying goodbye.